the way that we talk to ourselves all the time, it's impact our physical being. And how it's impact our physical being, it's impact our mind, it's impact our action. If we don't feel physically good today, we will not go to move as quickly. It's just, it's a ripple effect of how we're talking to ourselves all the time. Perfect. Hey everyone, it's Jamel Gibbs. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast, where we talk about all things business and investing related. And part of your journey when you're getting into the real estate business or any business for that matter, including investing, is you're going to have a measure of fear. And part of that journey, because you're, you're, you're fearful, part of that journey for a lot of you guys is not ever getting started and staying stuck where you are. So because of that, because you have that measure of fear and because you're in a place where you don't know what to do next, you completely quit or you completely stop doing what you're aspired to do as a real estate investor. You don't unleash the greatness within and that holds you back. Fear can absolutely hold you back but it can also help you. It can ca- help you catapult your business to the next level. So I wanted to invite uh, my special guest today, and he's going to talk about something called the eggshell effect, uh, his journey from fear and how he transitioned his life. And he's also an experienced real estate investor as well. Now he wrote the book, The Eggshell Effect. And I'm going to make sure I link that in the description box below, but I wanted to get him on Uh, the line today to talk about his journey and how you guys can go from where you are right now to where you want to go in your business by leaving fear behind. Joe Hoke, what's going on, man? Hey, thank you very much, my friend. I appreciate you inviting me here to this call. And and it's a privilege to be here with you and and, and all your students and your followers. Uh, I I had the privilege to meet you a couple of weeks ago, but really you you share with me so much uh, inspiration of what you're doing and how many people uh, all over the country you're helping. It's just a privilege to be here on the call with you, my friend. Well, I appreciate having you on the line, man. And I, and I got to tell you, man, I, I've heard about your book. Uh, I want to say at least a few years ago, um, and it was actually on my bucket list to pick up and I finally did it. And it was ironic that you were in one of the rooms that I was in on Clubhouse and we met up and you reached out and uh, we're, we're building this relationship, man, to help more people uh, go from where they are to where they want to go, right? So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Sure. So, so my name is Joel Hulk. I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I've been an entrepreneur throughout all my life. I'm an author. I'm a speaker. I'm a coach. I'm a healer. Uh, the biggest part of my entrepreneurship was actually in the real estate world. I, I flipped over. 300 properties in the Pittsburgh market. So uh, I, I'm very familiar with what you and your students doing on a daily, daily basis. All the grinding of really what it takes to make a deal come true. And it's a lot of work. Everything has to come together to, to make a deal work. Uh, so, so this is, I'm very, very familiar with that. Uh, really how I became an author and how I became a, a, a speaker and what I do right now 
it's about 12 years ago, I was really, really sick. I was barely able to walk. My doctor told me, say, Joel, within 10 years, you got to be living in a wheelchair, get your life in order to live in a comfortable home, make sure it's a ranch style home, make sure you don't have stairs, make sure that there's handicapped bathroom, make sure that there's the bedroom on the first floor, wide doors, make sure that all of us in the real estate world know what it's mean uh, to, to set up a house for handicapped um, person and for about a year I actually believed them and I say okay this is my future this is where I go to uh, live into and about after a year I I changed my mind I said I, I don't want to be sick I don't want to live in a wheelchair this is not the future that I live I want to live into and eventually life changed I mean it did all start in the mind uh, this was not the only thing that they did but this was the first thing that they did to be able to uh, transform my life and and this is the book is all about not as much of how I heal myself because this is unique to my story but what is more uh, common for everybody else is how I got sick and this is what the book is about is really I'm sharing uh, I'm sharing everything about my life about really how I end up sick and and how my life stopped working so this is a this is an opportunity for really people to look into themselves and to see what is available for them. Got you, man. So you, you, uh, you, you wrote this book uh, because a doctor told you that you were going to be stuck in a wheelchair for your entire life. Now, during the interim of all this, you bought 300 properties in real estate and you got sick and the doctor said, hey, you know, uh, you're going to be stuck in this wheelchair. And you decided to make that mental shift to say this is not going to happen in my life, man. So what type of uh, mindset shift did it take for you to be able to uh, have that type of uh, that type of mentality towards your, your circumstances at the point at that at that time? Sure. So, so, you know, when we're talking about mindset, often people think that we can turn it on and off. Correct. Oh, now I have a positive mindset. Now I'm going to build my business. Now I'm going to, and, and we think that this is when mindset work. The truth of the matter, mindset work 24 hours a day. When we're turning on the TV and we're listening to the news and letting this information impact our life, or when we um, watching a game instead of working on our business, this is when our mindset is working. The, the mindset is not an on and off. There's no on and off switch for mindset. Mindset working 24 hours a day. Mm. Uh, really to understand my mindset and, and where it came from, it, it's, this is what the book is really is all about. And, and, and I will just give a quick overlook of uh, really how, how, how the book came together. Uh, as I shared earlier, uh, my, my health condition. And, and eight years ago, and my mom passed away and I flew, I'm originally from Israel. I flew to Israel. I had the privilege to be with her for the last week of her life, came back home. And a week after that, after she passed away, I came back home. And the following day after I came back home, and my wife at the time say, I'm leaving. So within a week time, I lost my mother and I lost my wife. And wanting to die, it's an understatement. I didn't want to kill myself, but I just really lost the, the drive to, to do anything. I could not eat. I could not sleep. I could not function. Eventually, I asked myself, how did I get here? 
And when we're looking at fear, fear does not start today. Fear starts in a very, very early age of our life. And you and I had this conversation, and this is really why I'd say, Joel, this is so powerful. And But I ask myself, how did I get here? How did I end up living in a in a city that never had, I never heard about Pittsburgh in my life until I show up in Pittsburgh. I never had a dream even to live in the United States. At the time, there was the second marriage that fell apart, being a single parent for my two kids for my first marriage, and being barely able to walk, have an autoimmune disease. And having a business I did well in my real estate, but I cannot say that this was a fulfilling purpose of my life. This was this was a great business opportunity for me, and, and I did well with that because of my ability to communicate with people. But this was not my bigger, higher calling. And I asked myself, how did I get here? Now, to understand how we get here, we have to go backwards. And as you and I had the conversation from the other day, is most of the experience that we experience as adults is stuff that we are recycling from experience that we had as a children's, usually prior to age, age 10. And for me, eventually, I was able to basically put all the chains together from where I was at age 45, going all the way to age seven, as I was not able to pass from first grade to second grade. As the last day of school, the teacher walked around the class and gave all the kids their report card and the diploma to complete first grade and welcome to go to second grade. In my diploma where it say, welcome to go to second grade, there was a black marker. I say, you're not going to second grade. You have to do first grade again. And from that moment on, I lived my life um, in my own mind as a seven-year-old, my only logic was smart kids going to second grade and stupid kids have to do first grade again. This was the only logic that I had. I could not understand anything else. Immediately at that point, I felt ashamed. I felt outside. I felt abandoned by my friend. And at that moment, I had to figure out how to, within a second, I had to figure out how to survive life, how to hide the secret of me not being smart, of me, me, me not able to read and write. Eventually, I was diagnosed with dyslexia, and this is what held me back in school. And this is really where all the fear energy start to source my life. So when, when I work with people and they say, hey, I'm afraid, what I'm afraid for is not really what we're afraid of right here, right now. It's really what the energy that's sourcing us to do what we do. And a lot of people are afraid of million things. Some people are afraid of being successful. Some people are afraid of failure. Some people are afraid of say, get somebody tell them no. Some people are afraid of not having all the details in place. I mean, to, to, to buy a property and, and to flip it, there's a million things that need to come together, mm-hmm. making sure that we're buying the property on the right price, making sure that we have the right contractors to fix it, making sure that if we rent it, rent it to the right tenant, or if we flip it, use the right real estate agent, or if you're the real estate agent, making sure that you price it right and, and you do the staging right. Everything, there's a million things that need to come together to a deal to happen. And there's a million reasons in the in the long in the long way say, hey, I can't do it. I'm not smart enough. The other people can do it. I can't do it. Nobody in my family ever been successful. There's so many things that we carry in ourselves on a daily, daily activity that fear energies keep sourcing us. Gotcha. Hey man, so when we spoke. Uh, the first time you were able to pull that right out of me within minutes, 
right? You knew right off the bat that something happened before I was 10 years old that helped me to become the person I am today, right? So, you know, I told you about a story of how my parents were struggling uh, to pay bills. My mom was the breadwinner at the time because my father had a seasonal construction job and my mother put me on a newspaper route at seven years old. And all I understood at that point was I need to work in order to help my mother pay bills at seven years old. Right. And then, um, that equated to, uh, either working out of fear, doing what I do out of fear or doing what I do out of love. And what we came to the conclusion was if I operated out of love, I'll be operating on a different level of where I'm operating right now. Right. So what you were able to pull, pull out of that conversation was I'm operating or I could be operating out of fear to get further away from poverty, uh, to get as far away from poverty as humanly possible, because I knew what it was to not have when I was a kid and I had to help my parents and I watched my parents struggle. So at 40 years old today, you know, I'm operating to get as far away from that starting point so that, you know, my kids and my family won't have to experience the same thing. I thought that was amazing that you were able to uh, uh, do that, man. And just incredible. That's part of the reason why I wanted to get you on this podcast, man, because a lot of people have, you know, this fear of a lot of different things, like you said, and a lot, and with that being said, you know, a lot of people have a fear of getting started, even provided the situation that they're in right now. What, what do you think that reason is like, is it something mentally going on in their brain that stops them from wanting to get away from their current circumstances? So, so first of all, thank you very much for obviously for bringing your your story. Uh, and I, I, it's not that I was able to get it out from you. You were able to surfeit it to yourself. Mm. And, and as special and as unique that you are, and as special as unique that I am, we all special and unique in our own way, and we all the same. It's just your story is your story. My story is my story. Generally speaking, this is basically coming from the same from the same place. Now, the biggest challenge with fear is that fear have a very, very bad rep. You know, so and why is that? You know, when you were a kid, when I was a kid, if you would go to your parents or your teachers or your friends and you say, "I'm afraid." Mm. Now, most people will not have the courage to say that. But if you did, what generally, what generally speaking, what is the response? Is nothing to be afraid of. Only little kids are afraid. Uh, you, you can do it anyway. Uh, overcome your fear. Um, they, there's nobody that go to say, hey, Jamil, you're afraid. I got it. Let, let, let's, let's take a look. Let's see what you're afraid of. We don't do that. Society doesn't do it. We relating fear to a weakness. Fear is just one of the energies of many that we have in our life. The beauty is, is to be able to acknowledge that we're afraid. The biggest challenge is that people don't choose from fear. People reacting from fear. Nobody, even you, 
that, that you share your story from being a seven-year-old. And at that moment, you say, I will never be in this position again. I will never let my kids experience what I experienced. And you start to react. Very little of what you actually build was actually from a free choice. It was all a reaction. It was all a reaction, mm. all a reaction, all a reaction. It's 33 years later, you're still reacting from the same energy of the seven-year-old seven kid. Now, some people taking this energy and creating great things, and some people getting paralyzed by this energy of fear that just keeping reacting, reacting, reacting. Now, if we're reacting, we're not really choosing our life. When I work with people is let's just understand, let's get complete from where, what you're afraid of. What is the source of the fear? There's nobody afraid of buying a real estate. They're afraid of an experience that they had prior to age seven that somebody says something to them. And in that moment, they say, hey, I will never be successful. I will never take a risk or just don't want any more than what life gives you. Just be thankful for what you have. These multiple things that people been told and we all been told that and, and there is no meaning for that. You know, it, it's... Uh, I, I, I remember my dad uh, tell me one time uh, when, uh, when we were driving next to a big house and, and my mom said, wow, look at this beautiful house. And his response was, yes, but they have a big electric bill hmm. and you have to be crooked to be successful. Like, this is what he said. Now, my dad, I was, he passed away since then, but my, my dad, didn't mean anything. It just say what he say. But me as being a six years old and listening to him, like, oh, I, I don't want to have a big house because I will have a big electric bill. And only six and only crooked people are successful. I don't want to be successful. Now, this is as insignificant, was buried in my subconscious mind, but it's there. So it's there for everybody. And 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 the, the we can try to change, but changing never works. We can get complete. Once we complete, then we can actually create and um, we can create whatever we want. I think that's huge, man, especially when you have kids, you know, how you talk around your kids, how you relay messages. Your kids are always listening. Right. So like when I'm talking to my kids, I, I'm very, very specific and very careful on the words that I choose to say. I don't believe in the word can't. You know, because I, be I believe that we could do anything that we put our minds to, you know, and I and I want to embed that into my kids as well. You know, I, I don't believe in, um, you know, uh, certain words. And because of those words, I don't share it around my kids and I make my kids believe that they could do anything while they're young. So when they get older, there's no limitation on them. You know what I mean? I think that stems from the things that I've experienced as a business owner throughout the years. So with that in, in mind, you know, what are some obstacles that people would face as they try to make that transition out of a fearful state? So I love that you share about the words and let me, when we, let, let me share my screen with you for a second. Yeah. Okay. And this is not a, a study that I did, but before we actually, we, we go into that, but we will drive into it for a second. You know that there's an average for, for a child, 
for every 400 times that they hear the word no, they hear one time the word yes. So what do you think will happen when this child grow to be an adult? It's, they will hear the word 400 times no before they hear the word yes into their own mind. Okay, now, um, Dr. Uh, I will probably butcher his name, uh, Masuri Emoto, he's actually from Japan, uh, that he did a water test. Okay, now the, 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 you can find it on YouTube. Uh, it's not really a long video. I will highly recommend for everybody to watch it, but let's talk about the words. Okay, now he did a test. What he did, he took, uh, he took water from different places and he froze the water and he put them under a special microscope, okay? And the first water, uh, this is actually from a, a, a spring water in Japan. And you can see how beautiful it is. It's look like a snowflake. And, and this is basically a, war, a, a water that was frozen that's going under a microscope. Mm -hmm. Now, this basically is two different water. That one, The one on the right is from from a clean and spring river, and the one on the left is from polluted, a, a polluted river, probably the sewage in it or or, or polluted polluted river. And again, I, I don't want to do his work. I mean, for anybody that wants to dive into it, I highly recommend for you to watch it. But I just want to give an example now. Jamil, we are eighty percent water, seventy-five to eighty percent water, our body. Now, this is what happened when they took water and put in jars, okay? Put in a jar, and in one side of the water, they say, thank you. I'm so grateful. Today, I will be, it will be a great day, okay? And things always work out for me. And you can see what happened to the water once they froze the water and how the water looked like. It looked like a clean spring water from a jar of water, okay? And on the left side, uh, they took water and instead of tell the water good words, they told the water, you make me sick. I'm not good enough. I can't do it. Things never worked out for me. And look at the difference in the water. Now, this is the power that we have in our speaking to impact water outside of our body. Think about how much power we have by impacting the water inside our body. Mm. The words that we tell ourselves all the time, and people say, which words are you talking about? Yeah, this is the words that I'm talking about. What you're saying right now to yourself when you're listening and you're trying to understand what we're talking about, this is the words that we say to ourselves. Now, if this is the impact that we can do on water outside of ourselves, let's be so careful and responsible and making sure that the words that we use every day, how we're talking to ourselves, 
is the words of encouragement. Now, I did change a little bit the wording. The wording that he used a little bit, a little bit rougher, but not necessarily. But the concept is the same. Uh, is that the way that we talk to ourselves all the time? It's impact our physical being. And how it's impact our physical being, it's impact our mind, it's impact our action. If we don't feel physically good today, we will not go to move as quickly. With it's just it's a ripple effect of how we're talking to ourselves all the time. So my invitation is to everybody that listen to this conversation is to be responsible and careful of how you speak to yourself. So do you think positive affirmations is very effective? All the time. Absolutely, man. So if we had to provide our listeners with, let's say, a three to five step process to go from the mindset that they're in right now, what's stopping them from succeeding in real estate to or in business in general to the end result of success? What would that? What would those three to five step process uh, processes look like? Like, what what should they do in order to start changing the way they think? So, the the one thing that is the hardest to do is to be present to how we really feel, mm. not to how we think, but to how we feel. And if it feels right, we are in the right place. If it doesn't feel right, we are in the wrong place. But it's so difficult because our mind working so much. Our mind working 24 hours a day and it does not stop. But this noise, it's not stuff that we're creating. It's stuff that our subconscious mind creating all the time to protect ourselves. Our subconscious mind does not know the difference. Whatever we tell our subconscious mind, it's know that this is the truth. So be present. It's not even the goals that we want or stuff that we don't want, but it's just be present to how we feel. And if we can get connected to our fear energy and to understand where it's coming from and acknowledge that we are afraid. You know, there's a part in my book that, that I say that the willingness to be vulnerable is the access to freedom. So, so we're so afraid to say that we're afraid that we're pretending to be something that we are not. Mm. Be yourself. Be the best that you can be. And you will attract the right people to do business with you because you are yourself. If you pretend to be somebody that you're not, you know it and I know it. We can read, we can, we can read fake, not fake people, but fake professional. In the, they're not fake people. They just, yeah. how many wholesalers coming to you and giving you a deal that is about, 120% over market value and they tell you this is the best deal and, and you, you can read it in a second that they don't know what they're doing. You know, when I was heavily involved, I used to tell um, uh, wholesalers, hey, bring me, the, bring me the lead, let me talk to the homeowner. If I'm closing the deal, this is how much I'm paying you because they did not know how to handle the deal. And, and, and some of them took advantage of it and grew and became great successful uh, investors. But it's just be yourself, be present, to how you feel, connect to your fear energy and get it complete. Absolutely, man. So let's, let's talk about your book for a second. You know, um, obviously, you know, you, you had this journey that you documented and what, 
what caused you to want to write this book, to share this story with, with the world? So this is a great question. Uh, after, after my mom passed away and after um, uh, my, my wife at the time left and I, I was just seeking for, seeking for help. You know, and, and, the, and the name of the book itself, I'd be happy to share about what, where is the actual effect story, what, what's the name of the book came from. If you want me to share, I'd be happy to. Absolutely. And, 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 but I had a coach, I call her, she was my, my Buddha coach. And as I discover my fear energy of how it sourced me, and she was so moved. And, and she said, Joel, this is... This is so unique of how you share your story and how you discover your story and how you decide. You have to write a book. Mm. Now, remember, I have dyslexia. You know, I, I barely read any books in my life. I definitely, I, I, I can't write my own. I mean, if I write my own notes, if it's if it's last more than three days, I don't even remember what what I wrote. So, for me, writing a book, somebody that read a handful of books in my life, uh, just writing a book was just the thought of that was like, how would they do that? And uh, so, so, so definitely now I'm sharing about dyslexia now, like, Hey, this is what I had for breakfast today, but for 38 years of my life, I kept this secret and I was so ashamed having dyslexia, mm. thinking, afraid that people will make fun of me, afraid that people will judge me, afraid that, you know, the only reason that I became an entrepreneur is because I say, I don't, I, I never had a drive to be an entrepreneur. It was never, it was never a drive in me. But the only reason that I became an entrepreneur, you know, you have your story. My story was, I was so afraid to work for somebody else because my fear was is if they give me a report to say, hey, Joel, read the report. Tell us what you think. Or read it in front of the group of the people. Or, and I say, I will never have a boss that tell me what to do. So the only way for me not to have a boss is to be my own boss. And then when I hire a secretary, I say, hey, write my email, write this report for me. And they did it because I paid them. But this was the only reason of, of why I became my own, why I became an entrepreneur. Gotcha. And, and this coach, she told me, Joel, this story is so powerful and so unique. And, and she said, the world needs to hear that. And, and today I'm getting, on a daily basis, I'm getting text messages, emails, uh, Facebook uh, connections from people that read the book from all over the world and getting, getting the value out of it. And it's a, it's, it's, a pri it's a privilege to touch people's life. What does that mean, the eggshell effect? What does it mean, the title? So... So, so, so the reason that I, I call the book The Actual Effect, I, I grew up in Israel, as I shared earlier, and I grew up in a farm living style. It's called the kibbutz. And, and as, as kids, we, 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 people work there all the time. Mm -hmm. And if you can walk, you can work. This is basically the, the, there's everybody working. And at age, about age 10, um, I, I was that particular day, I was working in a, we had a petting zoo. And in the petting zoo, we had a, an incubator for eggs that were abandoned by their moms. And that particular day, now all the place was running by kids. The, the kids were, we, we kept 
the animals safe, we fed animals, we, we took care of everything. We had one adult that supervised the kids to make sure that we don't hurt ourselves and don't hurt animals. But beside that, everything was running by the kids. And that particular day, I was sweeping the floor next to the incubator. And all of a sudden, I see, I see a, a chick trying to break through the eggshell. And I was fascinated by that. This was amazing. All of a sudden, seeing an egg move, and then I'm looking at this, and then, and then the chick trying to break the eggshell, and then stop, and then try again, and then stop. I was fascinated. And then I saw for a long time that the chick stopped moving. So I reach out with my arm to help the chick to break the eggshell because I wanted, I was concerned of what's going on to the chick inside the eggshell. And it just happened to be that this adult that supervised us happened to stand next to me. And he immediately grabbed my arm and said, Joel, don't do that. And I looked at him, I say, why not? Because I really want to help the chick. Mm-hmm. And he said that the chick had to build his muscles inside the eggshell by breaking the eggshell to be able to survive outside the eggshell. So if I help the chick to break the eggshell, I will actually kill it because it will not have this muscles that you need to survive outside the eggshell. Now, I was 10 years old when this story happened and you know, within no time, it just became part of my memory bank. Fast forward to age 45, once my mom passed away and once uh, my wife left and uh, all my life fell apart in front of me, uh, I want somebody to help me so bad. I want my wife to come back. I want somebody to touch my shoulder and, and, and to make all the pain go away. I want, to, uh, I, I want something to fix. And probably that year was one, one of the most profitable years that I had in the real estate world. Uh, because I, I could apply myself and the business went, did very well, but I was, did not make me happy or anything. I was so, so much in pain, but I was looking for something else to come to fix me. Mm. And nothing that they did came to fix me. I, I, I tried to drink, didn't make me feel worse. It's okay, this is not going to work. And, and, and then I remember the story about the chick. And then I say, what about if all my life, with my secrets, with my shame, with my fear, I build an eggshell around myself mm. to protect myself from the world. And now I have two choices, either to shrink and to be comfortable inside the eggshell or to break the eggshell and to see what is available on the other side. And like the chick back 35 years earlier, I was the only one that able to break the eggshell. And luckily for me, I chose to break the eggshell and from that moment and on, I shift my relationship to struggles, problems, to opportunities. What used to be a problem today is an opportunity to overcome and to see what is available on the other side of the actual. And uh, so this is basically how it's all tied together. Broke out of your shell, literally. literally. Love it, man. Love it, man. So obviously there's a lot to cover in the book. I'm going to recommend you guys uh, get a copy of that book in the description box below. Joel, if our listeners wanted to get in contact with you, how should they do that? So, so you have my um, website. It's joelhawk.com. There's a place over there uh, for people to contact me um, to, to, the, to the website. And, and I'd be happy to help anybody that, that need help in the journey. My, my commitment is to um, 
for people to stop reacting from fear. Sounds good, man. And if you had to provide our listeners with some last words of advice to break out of their shell, to overcome their fears, what would those last words be? Trust your intuitions. Trust you, you got involved into the real estate world because there was an intuition for you to, this is something. And remember that moment, that second that you sign up to a course, that the moment that you say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. There was a pure second that you had no fear. And then you start thinking. Mm. So just go back and remember that second that everything was possible and everything is possible. But just remember that because everything that happened after that, it's just a reaction, reaction, reaction. So go back to that second. And if this is making you happy, if that second can make you happy, you're in the right track and you will overcome any obstacle. Couldn't have said it better myself, man. I really appreciate you jumping on the line for us today. Love to have you back in the very near future. A lot of value provided on this particular call. Love the, the history behind the eggshell effect. I'm going to recommend you guys download that book or buy that book. I don't think it's available through download today, but buy it on Amazon. I'm going to link it in the description box below. Check the book out and think about where you're, what you're fearing right now, where you are right now in your life and how you can break out of your own personal eggshell you know, and how you can take your business to the next level because of it. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys on the next one. Check out my website at reieducationacademy.com. To make it easy, you can just simply go to jamelgibbs.com or check out my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash jamelgibbs. I'm all over the web, whether it be on Facebook slash the Jamel Gibbs or on Instagram at Jamel Gibbs. I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. Check out all of these platforms for daily content, weekly content, more content from Jamel Gibbs. But if you want to get more in depth, go to reieducationacademy.com. And that's how you can find out more about my training material and how you can get started investing in real estate today. Talk to you later.